0: Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1324, air date September 25th, 2023.
1: And now, George, you get to know what it feels like when you wait to the last second to get. It. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, waiting, uh, we're, we're waiting for the last second for Dr. Shiva to join us. Who, but his, his tech staff has him all hooked up, so we're just waiting for him to... Arrive. I'm actually so here. how are you doing George? Huh. Uh,
2: great uh, here in Houston looking okay. at all these oh, I see I see Dr. Shiva. Here we go.
1: Welcome Dr. Shiva. Good morning. how are you guys doing? We're doing terrific great. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Um, uh, I just uh, I, I thought I'd, uh, I'd start off by just introducing ourselves a little bit. Uh, uh, George uh, is a citizen journalist and I think that you've spoken to him before. And uh, I, he and I both have uh, technology backgrounds, but uh, I started off uh, my career in computer science and I transitioned to, uh, uh, to fashion photography. And then uh, I built a lot of technology websites in the 1990s, going back to my computer science background. So we, we're all kind of uh, autodidact uh, polymaths here. And uh, so I, I thought that we could have a wide ranging discussion of, of different, uh, uh, different topics. Um, sounds like fun. George George you are gonna say something
2: uh no autodidacts you know polymaths I mean, that's got to be fun um so Dr. Shiva as you say that uh, you're the PhD in in hard sciences you know so uh I I want to explore that I know a lot of people know your political uh, beliefs and so forth but um I see kind of a really cool background behind you. And I see, was that your Senate campaign sticker from 20? No, that's actually that or- your
0: U.S. president campaign, uh, George. Oh, tell oh, us. Yeah. Um, and then behind that is actually, you know, uh, a lot of my work has been gone into systems stuff, integrating, you know, systems principles. And we'll talk more about that. I don't know where you want me to start, uh, but, you know, it's pretty free-flowing. Wherever you want me to start.
2: Well... I'm a big, Peter, I'm sorry, I'm going to jump in because he said systems stuff. And um, uh, the Cytosol stuff I followed for a long time. I I had a chance to meet Leroy Hood, you know, way back when, uh, you know, Lake Union, uh, Washington. And, you know, you look like you've taken Cytosol, which is to understand human pathways, right? Uh, Pathways for disease and understanding those things and also for drug repurposing, Right. And so my first question I, I wanted to ask you three years ago when I was in four years ago why didn't they use cytosol for all the stuff for coronavirus for for the monoclonal antibodies and the other stuff yeah I mean it would go ahead
0: Yeah, so first of all I think it's probably good for the audience to understand what is cytosol George um, so, so if people look biology really went through in the recent you know modern biology went through a big inflection point. And that was really 2003. And why do I say that? Um, 1990s, some people may remember is when the Human Genome Project really started. Um, And the thesis in 1990, um, going back to 1956, um, was that every disease must have a gene, right? This was this sort of coming out of the central dogma theory, right? You have a gene which creates a protein and, so on. Um, so people started hunting for genes, and, um, which was mapping the human genome. Now, in 1990s, we knew that the, um, we knew that the, a worm, a very small worm, which they had sequenced, had about 20,000 genes, 19 to 20,000 genes. So when biologists were looking at this little small worm, and then they look at the whole human, the meta-thesis was, oh, uh, a human being must have a lot more genes, right? Because we're so much more complex. So the projection was about a million genes, right? So it's this very, um, and so it's very important to understand that that um, conceptualization, that complexity is a function of a number of genes is really what's called a reductionist view of the universe, of everything. It means complexity is a function of the number of parts, all right? And remember, biologists and most quote-unquote scientists are trained in a very reductionist way. You study something in a very narrow way and you can win a Nobel Prize for that. There's not an incentive really in science to collaborate with other labs, other scientists, because everyone's fighting for their own funding, right? So that motivation manifests itself in how science is actually done. All right, so people started hunting for genes starting in 1993. And if you look at the curve, Um, uh, the curve starts going precipitously down every year. (laughs) They're not finding nearly a million genes. They're not finding a half a million genes. So they reset the estimates to 100,000, and then to 80,000, and then to 40,000, and then to 30,000, and to 25,000. By the time the genome project concluded in, thanks, Jason, uh, it concluded in 2003, roughly, we had only found about 19 to 20,000 genes which the same number of genes as a small worm has. And I would say this is where the new revolution in biology begins. Um, because first, the revolution is that biologists really are very narrow-minded. Um, they take a very reductionist view. And what I mean by that is, if I gave um, both of you guys you know, 10 marbles, is the best way of having explained what reductionism is, um, if I gave each one of you guys 10 marbles, and I give you a bunch of string, and I said, George, um, Uh, you know, connect these marbles together, you may just put them one bead after the other, right? A literal linear string. Um, I may put them into a very complex configuration. Every bead connected to everyone else, right? Which is more complex? The latter one, right? Versus this very simple configuration. Same number of marbles, but very different number of interconnections. All right? So what came out of the genome project is it is the connections that matter not the number of genes. So in 2003, this very fundamental idea, which, by the way, systems scientists have known probably for the last century, um, comes into biology and a field called systems biology develops. In 2003, if you go, you know, uh, I come back to MIT, my advisor at MIT, Forbes Dewey, who was a professor in three departments in electrical engineering, sorry, mechanical, biological engineering, and health sciences, he said, Shiva, you've always loved medicine. You invented the first email system. You know large-scale systems. You should come back because we need an engineering systems approach. Even guys like, sorry to, I mean, Leroy Hood, you know, he's written, you wrote some of the early papers. You um, look like people, uh, people like uh, Trey Itaker, right? Um, uh, we're writing this concept of systems biology, Doug Laufenberger. But the problem was no one really had the system to systems biology they were fundamentally biologists so the notion in 2003 the big challenge that the national science foundation put forward was could you mathematically model the entire human cell not just a nucleus anymore we wanted to step out of the bounds of the nucleus and start looking at the human cell as a very complex system of many many molecules interacting and a molecular interaction is known as a molecular pathway one level up from the genes right and the idea is these molecular pathways are composed of genes, proteins, protein-protein interactions, and these form very complex machinery. And one of those machines give rise to some function, right? So the Krebs cycle is a function of many molecular uh, species interacting, right? Or metabolism and so on. So the idea was, could you integrate all these systems of pathways and create the first mechanistic model of the human cell? Not this AI bullshit. The problem with AI is it's input output and you're fitting a line to a curve. There's really most of the 99% of the AI stuff was already done in the 70s. It's just now they put the word AI and they're promoting it. Most of the machine translation algorithms, the clustering algorithms have been around since 1960. But mechanistic modeling is a much harder problem because you're trying to create causal things and AI really can't solve that. So I came back and I ended up building a very powerful technology which was seen as impossible And that was called CYTO, which means the cell and solving it. And I I, I did not take a biology approach. I did not take a chemistry approach. I took an engineering systems approach, which said, consider the cell as a body of knowledge of all these molecular pathways interconnected. One specific body of knowledge may come from one particular laboratory in some institution, in some, some geography. Another piece is coming over here. Everyone's working on these very narrow pieces. And I created an infrastructure which could gather these pieces, map them, convert them into models or integrate with existing models in a scalable fashion. That's what I did, George, in 2007. It took me four years to get that paper published in one of the leading journals because of the very narrow-minded way most people look at this. They they thought what I was doing was impossible. We finally got it published in an engineering journal And then that was 2011 and then 2011 to around 2018, I had to validate it by publishing in all the big journals, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. Nature and Cell and IEEE. Um, For people who don't know, these are what I call high impact journals. And and then we commercialized it. We did go to pharma, okay? In fact, Mm -hmm. our first, uh, my professor naively thought, oh, let's go to big pharma guys. Of course, they would want to use something like this because the way that they manufacture drugs is first of all, really fucked up to say in a very technical way, Um, because the way they do it is it takes them 15 years to discover a drug through the process of discovery in a lab to in vitro work, to in vivo, and then about nine years of killing, well, hopefully not killing people, right? Phase one, phase two, phase three. And then what comes out still has a lot of side effects. So our thesis was, why don't you use Cytosol because we could figure out all the mistakes way up front. You could stop killing a lot of animals. Um, and we did a couple of people. You know, In fact, I went to uh, a company called Alnylam, which is right here in Cambridge, start, started by Philip Sharp, who won the Nobel Prize in Medicine. And uh, uh, Pfizer came to us early on for lupus. They wanted to model lupus, one of their innovation groups. You know, sometimes radical spin-off but, but after we did all the modeling, the innovation group gets shut down because it turns out these guys really don't want to solve the problem. They per, they want to perpetuate this old medieval way of doing it because it's all based on how do you hype up the stock market and flip stuff between phase one, phase two, and phase three. But my real interest, people know my background, has always been natural products. And so with Cytosol, we, we don't just handle a single compound. We can handle multiple combinations, which is what natural products are. If you look at something like turmeric, Or if you look at ginger, it's not one compound, it's a choreography of compounds. And pharma doesn't know how to handle, I mean, they can only handle one combination. So I proceeded to do that. And now after 16 years of doing this, we've mapped out uh, close to 25 different diseases, osteoarthritis, amyloid leukemia, periodontitis. And I could share with you some very interesting ways we've done this. We actually take an engineer's approach and we literally gather all this data and we create a systems architecture. Uh, separate from the engineering degrees, I don't know, I've mentioned to you guys, I also have a degree in architecture. If I didn't do all this engineering stuff, I'd probably be an artist and an, or an architect. But we take an architectural approach, and then we do the models, and then we uh, validate those models, and we use those models to, uh, to uh, discover combinations. In fact, just two years ago, we discovered a very powerful combination of two compounds for osteoarthritis. We mapped out all the molecular pathways. It took us about four years. Then we modeled it. And then we went through all the compounds in nature and we found two very interesting compounds in silico without killing any animals. We validated it. The proof in the pudding is we not only got a major paper published in the leading nutritional journal called Nutrients, just came out about three weeks ago, but we also got our first US patent using this approach. The patent office typically wants in vivo data, but because of all the papers we published with Cytosol, they accepted our in silico data showing what's called the non additive, non linear effects of when you put these two combinations together. And we went and manufactured it and we did a test run on social media. We sold out 10,000 and literally about, I just did it for fun. I've never done this in about six months. Uh, people have been reporting all sorts of very, very fundamental benefits. But again, these come from one comes from, uh, chamomile. active ingredient which crosses a blood brain barrier and the other comes from bitter orange so there's a lot of very so you you see these ancient systems of medicine that i saw my grandmother doing i mean she would just combine them using this ancient yogic science but you couldn't extract how she was doing it so the western medicine poo-poos this so i've been able to decipher it from a bottoms-up way um so you can validate it so it's very exciting Um, you know, I only raised a million bucks for this. You know, I live in the center of big pharma, big biotech, where there's so much scams, but I never wanted to take uh, people's money unless I could really validate it. We're probably going to raise a ton of money now, George, uh, to go after every major disease. Um, and these are all natural compounds. So it's very exciting, but it's taken us 16 years to get here. And we very quietly had to publish, in all the leading journals and we're disease agnostic just. Three weeks ago, we got our paper after four years accepted, where we mapped out every molecular pathway in the mouth for periodontal disease. Um, and in fact, that paper is what we I used when I was doing it as a white paper in 2020 to write this paper on masks and oral health, where we conclusively showed when you put a mask on what it does to the pH of the mouth and how it will actually upregulate, um, you know, the bad micro, micro, microbiome in your body, and especially for young kids, I mean, you know, kid between. From the time he's born to, you know, 15, the microbiome is very plastic, right? It's just developing and it affects the entire physiology of that child. So we use my paper combined with a legal strategy to scare the shit out of a lot of these school mandates. Um, and I can talk more about that, but our movement, Truth, Freedom, and Health, literally combines the scientific discoveries with the activism with health. And that's the only way we're going to win, win against this. And we go independently, you know, Um, you know, while all these other fools like Vivek the snake was promoting mask mandates, Trump says he wasn't promoting mandates while he was coordinating all the cities and stupid freaking booby fucking Kennedy was promoting lockdowns. And now he acts as though he was against lockdowns. So all these guys are just just scumbags. But we were on the ground doing all this in 2020. And I, I, just I, want think, to say, I
1: think I know what George's next question is going to be.
2: So, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask about domain and Bob Malone yet, but okay. But I, yeah, I, I, I didn't him anywhere
0: do. in 2020, you know, this guy was nowhere to be found. I think the biggest litmus test everyone needs to do, if you want to really be an adult versus a cult members, where were all of these people in 2020? And if you answer that question, particularly March of 2020, that'll give you an answer who led, who were the men and real women and who were the freaking pussies who who screwed up? Well, I, I,
1: I think George wants to know where Bob Malone was on nine eleven. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs>
0: well, yeah. I'll just stop and say
2: I got my question in, and I read that original paper you did a long, long time ago, maybe seven, eight years ago, and I've been following the pathways as you've been developing. And I just want to say thank you. It's incredible, and you keep trying to reduce the mass because I hate those, you know. Several uh, polynomial uh, equations and all the advanced calculus. So thank you for trying to simplify the thing down to a systems of equations. And I'll just, I'll just leave it there, and I'll throw it over to Peter now. Well,
0: one of the things, since you asked, I can't share my
1: screen, can I, guys? Uh, Can you share your screen? Yeah, Um, you can give him.
2: You can.
0: I think I mean uh, I think I share it, it, and then you guys can accept it. It'll come into Okay. So let me Uh, let me just show you to everyone listening. You know, Cytosolve is the future of medicine and we can come. So, George, you know, I bash the hell out of these guys. And the reason I hate them so much is none of these guys have any solutions. Right. They just have talking points. They literally watch our talking points, particularly Kennedy, and he just steals it, you know, to manipulate people. But to let people know, not only am I running for president, but I work as a full time engineer and a scientist. And I just want to share with you the extent of work and the amount of effort this stuff takes, you know, um, and all of these guys are cheaters, none of them work. Uh, but I just want to give you the quality of the kind of work, you know, uh, ourself and our team does. So let me just share with you um, this paper, you know, we published at the beginning of, uh, I think here it is. Yeah. So I just want to share with you, I think you can see this paper. Oh, okay, hold on. Yeah, let me actually let me share my screen and you'll be able to. yep yep i got it yep um let me share this paper with you guys because then i think you'll um get an understanding of this let me bring it up here so what i want to share with people is um yeah um so let me bring this up john i'm going to share it in my screen and then i'm going to share my screen with them okay That's okay, I'm just gonna present. So let me uh, share my screen, guys. So I think I will present now my screen to you guys. Okay, there, you can see my screen, right? Yep. Okay, great. So let me just go back to my screen here. It's a little bit of musical chairs here. Uh, so let me now I'm gonna share this, okay? uh
2: let's see where is this
0: i think this is yeah can you guys see my screen here okay you should be able to see this can you guys see this the paper okay good okay i actually have to bring up the paper one second um Okay, I got to bring up the paper here. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, here, here we go. go.
1: Right.
0: All right, so you guys see my screen now, right? Okay. There you go. Yep, you see my screen. Now I'm going to share with you this paper, okay? So what's interesting about this paper is, you should be able to see it now, all right? You see that? Let Let me make it bigger there, okay? Hold on. There you go. You can see it. You, you can see it, right? Yeah. So you see, yeah, it's, it's small, but let me bring it back up to you guys. I can make it bigger. Okay. Okay. So what this is, is we, so, you know, I'm the main author on this, but leukemia is a very complex disease. And so we found that the leading person, this, you know, we did, frankly, most of the work here, but the cool thing things with cytosol, what would have taken Stanford 20 years, we did in about a year and a half. We mapped out, we went through every paper written on leukemia, and with Cytosolv, and that's going through all the different papers, and then we mapped out the architecture of leukemia. So you have bone, right? And there's this entire process of bone vessels. Uh, Basically, leukemia is a disease of the bone marrow. And then we looked at all these simple chemical reactions, and this is a first circuit map of leukemia, all right? And this had never been done before. So we've mapped out every molecule, the big circles here are different cells, okay? And every molecular interaction Now this is an architecture. Like, you know, imagine architecture in your house, the living room, the dining room and all the interconnections. We can now convert this to mathematical models, which we can then test combinations of medicines, natural or synthetic compounds. And to give you an idea, these are individual components, but all of this has been done by cytosol which the big institutions cannot do, because remember, the big institution, in my view, don't really want to solve the problem. They just want to get grant funding. But we did this in about a year and a half. Uh, And that's a revolution in what we can do. And this is, you know, leukemia. And and so we've mapped out all these pathways. And ultimately, if you look at it, this is the overall architecture. You have all these cells. These cells give rise to different molecular pathways, which ultimately affect um, these three subsystems how cells metastasize, how cells stop cell death, and immune suppression, which gives rise to... So here's leukemia, and these are the three subsystems, and these are all the molecular pathways coming from these cells. But the bottom line is, you see, we take a systems approach versus just studying one little cell, one little reaction, where you win a Nobel Prize for, you see? So this is the kind of stuff that we can do all day long. Um, And similarly, let me go back, We've done recently something very different. We 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 we're, we're, we're disease agnostic, right? So I don't have to just focus on um, leukemia. I can go to something very very different. I can go to something like um, you know uh, 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 I can go to something like uh, um, uh, you know periodontal disease. Okay, it, I can go to pretty much any disease we want to go to that is independent of um, any of the, oh, here it is. Okay, so I can go to any different kind of disease and I can do these mapping. So I'm gonna to go to something completely different. This is what we did in mapping out, um, here it is. Okay, this is mapping out um, what, what, what you would say would be, um, uh, where's that? Yeah, here we go, right? This would be mapping out something like uh, uh, periodontal disease, all right? Oops, let me go back to this. Sorry. Um, I have to find that here. Here we go. Yeah. 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 Right. I think you can see this now, right? Oh, you don't see the periodontal one? Oh, okay. Here you go. Let me just share it here. So you should see my screen now. All right. And you'll see, yeah, here you'll see it. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to, yep, I'm going to share something very, very different now. It's the, this is a paper that we just did. There you should be able to see it, right? Okay, so this is a paper we did in a very, very different area, okay, of periodontal disease. And we have literally mapped out every molecular pathway in this paper of the entire mouth microbiome, right? That has to do with periodontal disease. So the application of this is quite vast, okay? It's it's not just in any one field. So we have mapped out every molecular pathway having to do with, so here's your mouth, if you can see that here. I don't know if you guys can see that. Yes? And the mouth has many, many subsystems in it. As you can see, it's it's got the immune cells, the microbiome, the soft tissue. And again, we've mapped out every molecular pathway in the mouth and how it upregulates different kinds of bacteria. All right? Now, using this map and then modeling it, we could literally go at solving periodontal disease at, from a systems approach. Anyway, I don't want to be labory with you guys with too much of this, but that's what we're able to do. Okay. So at a very fundamental level, we, we have this very important capability um, and to do essentially research uh, faster and cheaper um, and safer. And it's it's disruptive because the current model of doing science is you give You know taxpayer dollars to these big institutions they take your money and they take there there's really not an incentive to solve any disease the incentive at the at the level is to get more funding get me more funding give me more funding and because we're outside of that we're able to do these systems maps do the modeling and literally go right to discovery of combination therapies
1: well well let's steer this towards your presidential uh campaign a little bit uh because uh, one of the things that we talk about on this channel a lot is the idea that, um, that the, the, uh, siloing of disciplines that you're talking about, uh, the, the moving all of these different things that you have different degrees in into separate kind of camps where people don't, people aren't interacting with one another is a deliberate program that was put in place by the Carnegie's and the Rockefeller's starting about 110 years ago. Um, and, uh, the foundations, uh, uh, in, if, if you look at the lead story on the Duke report, the Duke report is a news aggregator that I built because I just wanted evidence-based journalism. I didn't want any left, right nonsense. And, uh, uh, but the, the story on the Duke report, lead story on the Duke report comes from, uh, the LaRouche Pack and, uh, a guy named Robert Ingram. Uh, I think that's his name was talking about how foundations really kind of control, uh, our society right now, with the with the with almost godlike power, because uh, when courts turn foundations into or turn corporations into people, or uh, and they become immortal uh, by virtue of the fact that their boards of directors may come and go, but the corporations continue to live on with these giant uh, uh, pools of money that they can use in order to apply pressure on politics and society. Um uh how do we fix that? Um how, how would a president uh, Shiva fix that president Shiva and Andrade uh, wait how do you, ad- right? you a- Aradurr How would you president Aradurr keep it simple Peter. Okay. Dr Shiva How would Dr Shiva how would Dr Shiva uh, uh president Dr Shiva uh fix that
0: problem. Yeah. so Peter I think it's good to restate the observation of the problem right? You have um foundations by the way to people who don't know um someone with a lot of money like Bill Gates can donate, he can create the Bill Gates Foundation, donate billions of dollars to that foundation and also control the foundation, right? Avoid paying taxes. The rule is 5% of the foundation's uh, assets have to be donated per year, right? And they have all sorts of ways that they can do, do this kind of work, right? So, but what Bill Gates is fundamentally, if you t- take him as an example is what he's done, is move money that would have gone into the tax revenue and moved it to a non-governmental entity. Um, and then they could pool these monies together, which is what they're doing, right? Warren Buffett, all these guys. the F 20. Yeah. yeah, so you may have trillions of dollars. Essentially, you've created your own government and that government, which is a non-government, which avoids paying taxes, can, um, can dictate policies or influence major policies. So think about what you've actually done is you allowed a extra uh, organism to create policies globally without paying taxes. And they basically, we as plebes have to live under the laws of government, you know, quote unquote voting and choosing representative, but they can move essentially like a centralized uh, model, right? That's what they're doing. So I think all of that foundational, that model, the entire rules and tax. By the way, a lot of this, uh, Peter, was set up during the 70s, by or late mid-60s by the Kennedys. And people need to understand that. A lot of these laws of, uh, you know, up until 1970, or up until Eisenhower, the tax base was that corporations paid up to 70% taxes. Income taxes were very low. And there was a motivation around this, which was that a corporation would basically say, shit, I'm gonna have to pay a lot of money, let me do stuff to you know, uh, avoid paying excess taxes, which is to pay my employees more, build infrastructure, expand, buy assets. And what John Kennedy really did, um, and people really, he, he's the one who allowed offshoring of accounts, the Cayman Islands, right? Uh, setting up stuff in Ireland. So a lot of this stuff came out around the Kennedy era, you know, and people need to recognize that. So what we're living today, is the uh, reality of elites can create their own governments and they call it non governmental entities. And in my view, all of that uh, capability needs to be gotten rid of. You know, Clinton Global Initiative, right? You go to see how much money that they've uh, leveraged for themselves to manipulate all sorts of policies. Um, overnight, Gates can manipulate health policies overnight and much faster then any government can even keep up with them because they can just do it with the stroke of a pen. So in my view, all of this stuff should be made illegal. Uh, it should never have been allowed, um, starting, in, in, you know, as I mentioned, in the 1960s, 70s. But these policies that have taken place, the effect of it has been quite destructive to the average person. You know, There's a flyer that we go out and distribute. Um, it's, I don't know if you can see it. Um, no. People can go to shivaforpresident.com. And what that I'll bring it up here and I'll share my screen.
1: There you go. And I made you, I made you bigger. Oh, you did? Where are you on? Yeah. On on you're watching my screen or um uh so yeah. yeah, yeah. The whole screen. Oh okay. You've got the whole you have the whole screen now. Oh you, I do. You have you have the stage.
0: Okay, great. If you thank wanted if you, you yeah, wanted to you. hold your thing. So if yeah. I want to share with you guys, let me go to uh I can share with you my screen right here. There. Okay. So you guys can see that, right? Yes. Okay. Good. So, if you see that, let me share your guy's screen. Am I thankful? Yeah. So, what we did was, you know, on the presidential side, when I launched my campaign, Peter and George, we made a very simple flyer. Look, the amount of shadow banning Musk does, the amount of uh, boosting that they do to all their, you know, candidates that they want, um, make forces me to go back to what I used to do in 1980s when I was a teenager at MIT, was to distribute flyers. This flyer is a is a, very, is a powerful weapon. It's got our branding on top, but it says a lesser of two evils is killing your children. All right, and what do we mean by that? Uh, you saw Alex Jones, that doofus uh, yesterday say, oh yeah, we gotta vote for Trump, right? He's, yeah, he's not perfect, but we gotta vote from the lesser of two evils model. Well, where's a lesser of two evils gotten us? And if you look at this get- graph, it makes it quite uh, clear. This graph is not my graph, it's out of Kaiser Permanente. And what this graph shows is over the last 60 years, the United States life expectancy is an upside down umbrella. And it's not just COVID. Everyone says, oh, it's COVID. No, it's been going on. The deviation started in the late or early 80s from the policies of the 60s and 70s. And all of these policies in aggregate have resulted in the fact that your child's life expectancy will be less than yours. And that is not any one issue that created that. It's a systems issue. It's a fundamental systems issue. It's the fact that we had massive income inequality. It's a fact that we've created an environment where we created the doctor cannot even talk to the patient, you know, a la Obamacare. We have all these poisons and other types of disruptors in the environment. It's occurred because of the incredible amount of destruction to the immune system of people. So these policies, when I look at this curve, as a system, as an engineering systems guy, I say this curve behind this curve is a destruction of the immune system, and and what is the immune system it involves many subsystems, right? Autophagy, oxidative stress, right? Uh, you know, uh, inflammation, and every policy that they've done, George and Peter, has resulted in that lockdowns promoted by booby fucking Kennedy, promoted by Trump, promoted by all these guys, every single one of them, resulted in people getting depression people not being able to see their loved ones, you know, staying out of the sun, all those things contributed to the destruction of the immune system. So when people say, I want to, you know, vote for Trump, he's a lesser of two evils. He's the one, by the way, who gave a commendation award to Fauci 12 hours before he left office. That's what these guys have done, Democrat and Republican. And that's why in this flyer, this flyer is a beautiful flyer because it's a weapon. It says, look, all of this has resulted in the need for a systems overhaul. And then we teach people what is a system. And people can go to the Swarm video, if people haven't seen it, we have the QR code, people can scan it as they're, you know, we hand this out at the train station, they can watch the video, understand who is the enemy. And then on the right side of the flyer, we give people the solution. The solution is obviously, we're the only game in town who wants to solve this. And then we educate people on taking a systems approach. People can go to truthforhealth.com. they can get an MIT level education for pennies, and then we educate people to come to our open houses. And what we do, Peter, at our open houses, it's not like, oh, when I get elected president, I'm gonna do this for healthcare. When I get educated, when I, when I win the president, I'm gonna do this. At our open houses, we rotate through various topics, healthcare, environment, education, you know, uh, innovation, uh, governance, and economy. And each one of our town halls, which is at 8 p.m., every Thursdays, we actually take the issue, we give a solution, George and Peter, that people can do right now to affect their families. It's very practical stuff. Now, if I get elected president, I'll just have access. Am I gonna do everything, anything different? No, in my view, I'll continue to use a bully pulpit of the presidency to reach 8 billion people. So that's what that flyer is. And you know, our goals, we'll hand out about 50 million of these before end of 2024. We have close to 350,000 volunteers now on the ground, globally. And every day people get on the ground. It's old school, 1920s. You go hand this out. And people print them out on their own. But um, but I hope that answers your question, um, Peter. Numeral four, yep. Yes, yeah, Steven numeral four for president. Exactly. It's not... Yep. It's not, uh, F-O-R. Yep. But
2: Mike, you're running as an independent.
0: And, um, I remember when John Anderson
2: ran, I think in 1980, and that's probably the best showing that an has had, I guess maybe Ross Perot in 92 might be another, uh, what do you think about, what do you think about that? And how are you going to enter into the campaign and into the race and into the national discussion, uh, is it just the flyers or is yeah, there other Yeah, I think it's I think it's a
0: great question asking George. Look, you know when when I ran for senate against Elizabeth Warren, we had a great campaign only the real Indian can defeat the fake Indian. The the Republicans and the Great Democrats, campaign. And we got on the ballot, we were supposed to be on the That's debate stage, they colluded against us and we had to file a lawsuit. So uh, the Republicans and Democrats kept us off the debate stage because they knew if I got on, I would have destroyed both of them. So then the next year in 2020, we ran as Republicans in the election where we exposed the entire election fraud mechanics. If you remember in 2020, it was our campaign that found that they have no chain of custody. They delete ballot images. It was our work that exposed everything that really started all the election system stuff. After which all the grifters came from Mike Lindell to this guy, Jeffrey Fuglia, a.k.a. Jovan Pulitzer and all these morons. And they started talking about crazy shit. And they didn't address the real issues. But the bottom line is election fraud. In my view, there's two election frauds, the stuff they do on election day, but the stuff they do right now, which is who gets on the debate stage, who gets visibility, right, et cetera. So we know the thing is rigged end to end. Now, I never believed in the electoral systems, George and Peter, right? I've always been a bottoms up guy because I've always believed it's movements that have ever changed the world. And We can have a discussion about that. So why run for president? Right. Because if I didn't run for Senate, George and Peter in 2020, none of the stuff with the backdoor portal would have come out because they don't expect an engineer and a scientist to ever run for office. If you guys ran and you guys found, you know, stuff that that was going on, you would dig deep and you would expose it. Right. These guys have known because I ran. It was a disruption. Our campaign exposed the backdoor portal into Twitter in 2020. We're the ones who did the fire Fauci campaign. We're the ones who expose the fundamental issues of election systems integrity. So whatever they cheated, George and Peter, we freaking won. Because about a half a billion people in the world, all over the world, I randomly flying to Mexico or Dubai, oh, they stole your election, right? So in that 2020 period, George, we fucked them. Why? Because we got the news out there. So now they have to shadow ban us and do all that. And that shadow banning and that attack on our visibility is making people wonder, wait a minute, Dr. Shiva is the one who did this. Why are you not covering this fucker Carlson? Rogan, why aren't you doing this? So it's a wonderful opportunity. I'll tell you the fallout that they're having. You know, every every, uh, Thursdays, George and Peter, you guys should come. It's almost a 20 hour day for me. It goes from 5 a.m. to 12 midnight, but we do two open houses. And in those open houses, George and Peter, we have people from all over the world who come. And we do it from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., you know, and then we do it part one and we do it from 8 p.m. to sometimes it goes to midnight. And we take an issue and we go deep into it. And the people that are coming to us now are people like you guys, very smart guys, people who are flipping. Let me give you an example. We had a woman in Cambridge, we have a bus here. We used to say only the real Indian can defeat the fake Indian. People used to throw tomatoes at it. People called me a Nazi. We're in the center of Cambridge, okay? So this woman comes into our open house. She goes, I hated that bus sign you had. I used to despise driving, but she goes, and I voted for Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, but I realized after watching your videos, I didn't understand why you cursed at all these people, but I get it. And she goes, I want to support your movement. That's flipping from Sanders or Warren to us. Then we had another gentleman who's an orthopedic surgeon out in California. He said, I saw your video. I saw, you know, Rogan giving all this visibility to Kennedy. I was going to donate him money. And then your video popped out destroying Rogan and destroying Kennedy. And he goes, for two days, I had cognitive dissonance because I couldn't. I knew everything you were saying was true. And now I had to internalize that. And I'm going to join your movement and your campaign. We had another woman who came on last week. She goes, I find you so annoying, but I realize everything you're saying is true. So think about, George, what's happening. The people who would normally be used by the establishment, and, and you've talked about these people from Malone and all these guys, the establishment is the obvious fascist. And now over the last two years, they've created the not so obvious scumbags, right? To capture people like flypaper so they don't leave and they build an independent movement. And typically there hasn't been an organized independent movement which slams the Kennedys and the Trumps to exposing the central system dynamic. I mean, uh, Peter, you've studied engineering systems, control systems, you have a goal and you have a disturbance. The establishment is watching everything we're doing, watching the fact, I mean, they have enough data to see, wow, there's this other trend occurring. People are leaving this Hegelian dialectic, right? They're building these bottoms up movements. There's a guy called George Webb who's attracting people. There's a guy called Dr. Shiva. There's a guy called the Duke Report. And people are leaving these scumbags. Shit, booby, steal Dr. Shiva's shit and say what he says. And that's what he does. Literally repeats our shit. Tulsi Gabbard, give her a call. I mean, she's a fucking, she is a military industrial academic complex. She was promoting 9-11's thing, right? So they're taking these 10 or 15 people and their farm league of them to drive people back. But because we exist, George, we're fucking up their whole plan. So we're getting these very cool people. So my running for president is not about running as an independent. It's about saying, here is one of us. This guy comes bottoms up. Why are you compromising your values and voting for lesser of two evils? What has that gotten you? What's gotten you this? And if you care about your child, you better get your head out of your ass and recognize we need a systems overhaul. So stop talking about the questions of, oh, you're running as an independent, can you win? That's the wrong question. The question is, what are you going to do? You have an opportunity right now to stop always compromising. Kennedy actually said this to Megyn Kelly, when she started having him squirm about his issues with personal integrity, she goes, well, you know, your personal integrity and your public integrity are two different things. Think about what they're telling people, lower your values. It is okay that you're a vile scumbag like Russell Brand. And then you can act like you're anti-establishment. And then all of that gets covered up, you see? And, And that is what we're breaking through, George. So, so <clears throat> quite extraordinary what's occurring, um, I, about mobilizing and giving people. I, I an
1: was, answer. I was, yep. I was just going to say, I was just going to okay. say, you know, I, I, I have one critique. I I've heard your, um, your dialogue on, on, uh, on the language that you use yeah. and largely and largely I agree with you. Um, but you had mentioned, uh, the fact that the guy went into cognitive dissonance for two days. And um, the note that I made to myself, and and it's because I've only been studying this for about four years now. But linguistics is a system too, big time. And 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 neuro linguistic programming. You 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 know you uh, uh, we're talking. Uh, you you said in one of the videos that I watched of yours this morning uh, that these guys have learned psychological operations techniques. Um, and uh, the example that I like to give people all the time is that. Uh, Tucker and Hannity and Rachel Maddow—it doesn't matter, uh, Bill Maher—it doesn't matter which side you're on. They all use this inter- this technique in their monologues uh, called mere agreement or uh, or yes ladders, where they they build things up. And um, and and I guess my critique is that, um, is that the uh, the use of expletives is a great way to get people's attention, but the way that it's usually used masterfully. Is to follow it up with a suggestion because what you do is you put people into a trance state when you use an expletive um, and you kind of stun them um, and at that point you have a, a giant opportunity to kind of uh, slip an idea in there. It's, uh, hypnotists call it a suggestion, um, and so I think that the I, I think that your passion. Uh, Comes through and I think that it really works Um, But but my uh, but my thought is is that if you use more of a systems approach to linguistics um, That which is what they do uh, uh, That it it might it might be more effective. So I
0: I don't know if well, let me let me let me me give you a critique back to your critique Okay. All right. So here's the deal. Um, I've studied all these methods. There's something called ethics Okay so let me yeah, give an it's,
1: it's always it's always the last yeah. chapter in, in one of these books. If yeah. you read Robert Cialdini's books, it's the last chapter in the book. So yeah.
0: here's the deal, right? You know, as a child, I learned how to, uh, you know, the Indian yogic system is quite powerful, okay? Um, for thousands of years, people understood the mind-body and the mind-body interaction. Um, now, when you learn many of this stuff, you have to be very careful because you can use it to manipulate people, Peter, or you can be sincere and you can let people make up their own decisions. I choose the latter because all of these techniques were actually evil techniques. And so the the approach I take is to just be very honest, like how I would speak growing up in New Jersey, all right? Because working class people don't study NLP. And what the elites do not want people to do is to flow through their natural way of being, because language is thought. All right. And so the thought forms that they want to create are thought forms, which are very manipulative controlled thought forms. And I choose purposefully not to do that. Okay. And the NLP guys, in my view, are doing something evil because they've taken a reductionist model to understand how language works and you can program. My view is something different. My view is we have to shatter the swarm. Look, like having studied neural networks, right? What you're actually doing is Shaking people's neural networks so they can reset it. They can make a choice. And when people make a choice on their own versus manipulation, it's a very different journey that they go through. So the people that come through us in this process have gone through their own self-reflective journey and they need to understand the systems. I mean, look, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, the unit that she just took over as lieutenant colonel is the psychological operations unit of the military. And if you hear her talk, she sounds like a fucking robot. I don't understand. If you hear her talk, um so I the way I talk is the way I talk.
1: For sure. I guess, so, I I guess the way the the way that I would look at it is that is that um it's like a hammer screwdriver question. It's like if if you know you can use a hammer to kill somebody or you can use a hammer to build a house. Yeah. Um and 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 so that's where I'm coming from. I'm just I'm looking at I'm it. The thing is,
0: if you, you, you should come to our Saturday meetings, okay? So you get some da- better data. The quality of... I mean, when was the last time someone says, yeah, I'm going to buy this from you, and you're so fucking annoying, George? <laughs> that's that's Not a real. very different kind of model now we've <laughs> created. We are just telling the truth and forcing people to overcome the marketing and all the bullshit, you see? So that's what they want. I mean, look, you know, in a previous life, I've won two major ad awards. OK, I work with people like White and Kennedy, which is the agency that does Nike's work in Calvin. So I could do all that shit. You come to a NIH event and you won't see me cursing because obviously it's a different environment. OK, but this is a fucking street fight right now. And they don't expect us to fight on this level. And these people, you know, people like Vivek Ramaswamy, you know, that guy needs to be slapped upside the head. OK, if he came into Newark, he wouldn't talk his bullshit. Guy's a Maximus bullshitter. And the psychological operations, they found a brown skin guy. And so many people mistake him for me. That was by design, Peter.
1: I no doubt. I yep. have no doubt about
0: that. Yeah,
2: Peter, I have a comment. I, there's something very new here in politics. I've never seen this before, which is a systems approach. The systems approach says, if you want this outcome, you have to look at how you're putting in the inputs. I love that about the the, the flyer, because it says inflammation, autophagy, and uh, oxidative stress. And these are all the things that are causing the immune exactly. system to go down. And, and and that's new. That That's not saying, let's go behind this candidate or go behind exactly. that candidate. It's, so- it's a common sense approach. You want better health. You got to eat better. You got right. right? to exercise.
0: It's saying this policy, this actual policy that's done by these people over here at a certain point, there's some Delta in time will affect your biological systems. They did lockdowns in 2020 that literally affected oxidative stress in your body. Your body started creating more reactive oxygen species. That policy affected inflammatory markers in your body. That policy affected your aging. Because by the way, just to give you another very interesting insight, about 10 years ago, they used to have the cancer conferences over here. Then they had the immune health conferences, you know, scientific conferences, and then the aging conferences. Now they're realizing aging and the immune system are totally interlinked. You want to live long, you take care of your immune subsystems. One of those subsystems is uh, mitochondrial respiration. Your mitochondria works well. It creates a molecule called NAD. Man, you can you you can de-age. This has been shown. All right? So when they locked everyone up, the number one reason people live long, Peter and George, you know, I went to a conference in Sardinia for six weeks just in March. And Sardinia is the place where uh, people have the longest per capita of centenarians. People live over hundred. And the number one reason people live long is because they have community and family. It turns out when you have family and community, it affects your hypothalamus pituitary axis. You don't have stress in your body. When your HP axis is fucked up, your adrenals put out cortisol, your body doesn't, it's always under flight or fight mode. But when you have a family, you have some, you're, you're calm, man and it really affects your entire physiology. So when they lock down people, it completely perturbed this very systemic thing your body needs, your body needs family, we're social beings, right? So this was the biggest thing they did and fucking Kennedy promoted lockdowns. It doesn't matter anything, he says. In the heat of the battle, he promoted lockdowns and justified it not only with the spread of COVID, but also saying it'll save the climate. Now- and
1: And reinforced it with fear which exactly. causes all kinds of problems. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and the bottom line is, so as a engineering systems guy, your fucking policy is going to affect their biology. When was the last time you had a president even able to think on this level? And we live in a now world of complex systems. So people want to save their children. They better be ready for a systems overhaul. So George, fundamentally, our campaign, think about all the disruption we caused them in 2020. Now we're going to be, We have people in every state, in fact, in every part of the world now. And we're going to we're going to be challenging. They're going to try to steal us our election here and there. But we've mobilized people who are calling out this left, right, not only bullshit, but able to expose Kennedy, able to expose Elon Musk, able to expose Joe Rogan, able to expose Thomas Malone. You know, all these guys and typically the establishment has these people and they put them forward. And people say, oh, my God, he said some great things, but we're coming in and attacking them like guerrilla warriors. And they don't know what the fuck to do with us. That's a great so, thing, man. So, yeah, I, I, I go ahead, George. I,
1: I was going to
2: say if we had Dr. Shiva on during the debates in, uh, you know, that's coming up in two days that we could do point, counterpoint right. like, OK, that would be awesome. <laughs> what we should do, that George, be-
0: if you guys are interested. We were going to do this when the debates were running last time. We actually had it in one window, and every question, uh, while they were answering it, I would answer it. You say, "Yeah," but, but it, it's, it's the only. No, that's a good
1: idea. It's a good. It's a good, it, it's a good idea. Counter programming. Yeah, yeah. It's inter- it's interesting, you know, because you talk about Jay Forrester and you talk about system dynamics and um, the. Uh, uh, you know, which takes me back to Club of Rome, yep. and and uh, and how and the Macy conferences, and how these uh, scientific systems have been grabbed by the technocracy, uh, by the technocrats, in order to kind of destroy freedom, uh, or I'm sorry, destroy liberty. And uh, if I might, I just put up a, a graphic quick, quickly for for reference, and that is. Uh, I define liberty as freedom within limits, and um, uh, freedom within limits. Is, uh, John Adams famously said that uh, uh, if, that the Constitution only works if you have a moral or relig- and religious people, and that's because you've got culture uh, that controls people's behavior, uh, and the difference between the liberty that the that the government provides and the and the culture is is tolerance and. The word freedom has been used. It was used originally by the CIA during the Cold War, but then it was turned against us when the when the wall came down, which is to use freedom to push the bounds of liberty uh, and to create conflict. So this is where you get uh, trans children and trans rights and all of the other kind of uh, nonsense issues that 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 uh, are 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 facing us. And let me get rid of this. And so, and so my question is, uh, you know, g- going back to kind of like the hammer screwdriver thing, I agree that looking at stuff as a systems approach is the way to deal with this stuff. Uh, George got me into the looking at the metadata thing four or five years ago. And I look at language. You know, the reason that I know that Tucker Carlson uses uh, a mere agreement is because I've studied neuro-linguistic programming. I understand that in order to be a hypnotist, you have to practice all the time. And I'm not, and that's why Tulsi Gabbard can come out in her robotic kind of way and do what she's doing is because she's been practicing. I don't practice. I stutter. I'm not a very good presenter. If I was directing this video, I would be the last person that I would put in front of the camera, but here I am. So the point is that um, uh, using a systems approach, uh, I've written about and talked about before Curtis Yarvin, who's a, a, a fellow of Peter Thiel, who started his kind of public career as a guy named Menchus Moldbug uh, uh, blogging in 2009 uh, in in what he called the neo-reactionary movement. The neo-reactionary movement, the basic uh, tenant of that movement was that uh, what if all men are created equal isn't true? And then if uh, the constitution is supposed to be an operating system, uh, why is it still, why do we still think that it's still working because it's not so Taking a systems approach to things, it's obviously it's obvious that the technocrats have their own idea right now of how they're going to collapse the American system, how they're going to collapse uh, the the federal government into a bunch of small pieces and then pull them back together again under the UN or whatever the organization is that they wind up doing at. How do we fix the American system in order to be able to deal with these uh, people? And and I would start. I would I would posit that. Um, having a debt-based 1913 Federal Reserve Act and IRS creating a debt-based Ponzi scheme that never has the possibility of paying itself back because there's interest owed on every dollar that's ever put into the system, that you can't fix the foundations, you can't fix the banks, you can't fix the corporations, you can't fix any of that if you don't fix the money. So, uh, uh, with with uh, with that giant tar ball of things, uh, uh, what what's your response to that?
0: Yeah, so Peter, you made a, a number of comments and observations here. Look, let's look at it this way. All right, um, when you look at, there's a couple of things here, right? One is right now uh, we don't even follow any type of logical capitalist model. All right. Um, there's no balancing of budgets. None of that, right? It's based since on- 2008. I think
1: the last budget right. was 2008. Right.
0: So yeah. what's this woman, um, Stephanie, I forget her last name. Um, she's sort of the theoretician behind what's called Modern Monetary Theory, MMT. Okay, MMT basically says, print as much money as you want. And um, as long as you're the reserve currency and you can control inflation, it's okay to print money. And I think she came out of Wharton and her thesis is that the government's relationship with society, with the, with the masses is not like running a household. When you print money, you're actually creating, you know, surplus for the economy. And that's a good thing. Now, the entire predicate on this is based on the, uh, United States being the reserve currency. All right. How does the U S maintain reserve currency status? Well, um, To your point, one time it was backed by gold, then it was backed by the petrodollar. Now it's just backed by something even much more brutal, which is weapons, right? The US maintenance of reserve currencies is based on, can they go and uh, execute US imperial? Carrier
1: battle groups, nuclear
0: weapons. Right, nuclear weapons, right? So that's what the currency is based on. So in the model where you can print money, you can print that provided you're the reserve currency, you can bully everyone else, be the policeman, and you can control inflation, but that's the path that the elites have been on. 2008, they did QE. Trump printed a 8 trillion, 8.1 trillion, in, or eight trillion in in uh, one term. Um, so we're up to 33 trillion dollars, 128 percent more than the GDP. But that's the status right now. But that, but the,
1: but, but the problem is that every dollar that is created, the, the United States Treasury could print money. Like you said, they could back it. Uh, 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 Abraham Lincoln didn't back it by anything. Right. Like he baked he he, he he backed it by I probably by military might like you're talking about but the dollars that he created didn't have issue didn't have interest uh, due on them so because every dollar that's created by the US Treasury is borrowed from the Federal Reserve then there's interest owed on it fresh right. creates the, which creates this Ponzi scheme so there is no way to pay that back unless uh,
0: what they'll do I mean so my, so looking at the trajectory of thought about this, is that this is teeing it up for everything to go digital, okay? Centralized digital banks. That's where this is, the trajectory is headed. Um, Because one day they're just, you know, they're gonna go to JP Morgan and say, well, you know, we owe you all this money. We're just gonna give you so much in digital. But the entire process of this is to go the digital currency, centralized bank digital currencies. That's where this is headed. But let me get back to this issue that you were talking about the technocrats. This is a much deeper question There's been a history since the early 1800s of technocrats thinking they're gonna create a utopian civilization just using technology, right? And there were all different kinds of structures and people can go read about this, right? You used to learn about this in history class, right? Different types of uh, economic structures. What's happened is the entire concept of a technocracy, a few are gonna control the many, comes from a very mechanistic view of the universe. And this, th- this comes from a view that really goes back to Isaac Newton's founding of, you know, the laws of um, motion. So or I,
1: Aristotle. <laughs> but,
0: but, but it was really, you know, Newton's lectures in the 1600s, which said, oh, I have these set of mathematical equations that can describe a particular particle or a particular body where it will be at some future point in time right? And I can also tell you where it was before. So time had this reversibility. Why this is important is the day that, you know, he gave his lecture on Principia, the same day created this antagonism between science and religion. Religion said, holy shit, if this is true, that means everything can be described mechanistically. We live in a clockwork, right? Everything is a mechanistic world. And this goes against religion. So religion actually went the other direction, so for the last 400, 500 years, we've had this dialectic between um, the mechanistic view of the world and the, quote unquote, the religious view of the world. Metaphysics. Yeah, the metaphysical view, but without really any physics to it. Um, it was only in the 1920s when system science came in with the work of Ilya Prigogine. we started understanding you don't have to have this dialectic. And this is where I want to come back to the notion of why the technocrats and all this system, their approach is based on this mechanistic view. Ilya, you know, Prigioni's work clearly showed that the mechanistic notion of existence is actually a subset of a much larger view where the universe is actually in a chaotic way. And under certain conditions, we get into these mechanistic um, states. Okay. So that leads into this condition called where you can have phase transitions, which means we have the, Today, the economy and the universe is operating in a certain way where technocrats think we're going to gather all this data. We're going to do predictive analytics and I will know exactly what George will buy tomorrow. I'm going to send him this email campaign. He'll click on it and I'll manipulate him. I'm going to watch. I mean, the reason I'm back on Twitter is not because Elon Musk gives a freak about freedom of speech. They put guys like me back on. So they're collecting information on all my followers. They can use predictive analytics and they can predict a trajectory of which direction I'll go. And they can push messages to people who may be my followers to misdirect them to, in your case, George, Robert Malone, or my case to Kennedy or Trump.
2: So We, we we,
1: We refer to those as honeypots and slaughter pens. Yes,
0: but this all comes from the view that you can predict behavior. That is a mechanistic world. You follow what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that's what the view of AI comes from. But the reality is the technocrats do not take into account something quite uh, intangible that history shows you cannot model on an equation. You cannot do it. And that comes under conditions where a thought goes out, states of consciousness change, and that becomes something where you can undergo a phase transition. They cannot predict that. So our movement is based on this fundamental notion of education is the revolution. The more we educate people on this dynamic, which is what we do, we're creating an army of truth, freedom and health warrior scholars, we're educating them on this dynamic, but we're not here to tell them like the Leninist model, right? where there was movements coming up in early Russia, they went in top down and tried to create a vanguard party. But ultimately that does, it leads to some form of fascism. The model here is, you're raising people's consciousness. What emerges out of that, Peter and George, I don't wanna dictate, but I do know if you get a critical mass of people who start understanding, oh, Russell Brand is a scumbag, Kennedy is a scumbag, Robert Malone is a scumbag. They are able to overcome the left and the right and they're able to understand this dynamic. That's that's something that their models cannot predict, you see? And that is when you get a self-organizing system and a phase change. And that is something that previous revolutionary thinkers did not think about because everything, the assets that they were using to build their ideas came from philosophy, right? Aristotle, Socrates, classical liberalism. They didn't have engineering system science. So this is fundamental. So we live in a very exciting time now um, that we have the opportunity to advance people's knowledge. And that's what we're doing every day. And that- yes,
1: because to to yes, because to, to your point, I think that the uh, uh, the they can't move to the digital currency, they can't move to the CBDC without some kind of Hegelian event. Exactly. And and at that moment, that's the opportunity for a phase. I, I mean, going back to my yep, uh, using an expletive for shock value in order to put somebody into a trance momentarily in order to put a suggestion in. On a society wide level, when this phase transition happens, whatever it is. Now I'm sure that they've war gamed it out. George and I talk about this all the time. They've got the they've got the World War Three program going right now. They've got the bioweapons program going going right now. They've got all they've got control of the media. They've got control of social media. They've got all of these things. They've 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 reduced the number of variables down to uh, what they think that they need to manage, but to your point, I'm not sure that once they try to execute this phase transition, whether or not it's natural or man made, uh, that they have the ability to control it. Well, so being re- so being ready is is the name of the game.
0: Well, it's raising consciousness. You see, yeah, when you study some of the integrated systems approaches that come from both east and west, you know, there's really three types of consciousness. There's the instinctual intelligence. You know the animal intelligence right the mother lion trying to save the cub right this immediate reaction this instinctual very emotional intelligence in the indian systems if you look at the we call it the lower chakras okay those in power use their approach to systems to keep people at that lower level of instinctual right. intelligence so they create the dialectic they get people oh my god trump was just indicted give him money oh my god biden is about to be impeached give him money so They want people to remain on the instinctual intelligence level. The next level of intelligence above that is really the intellect, the ability to apply math and science and language and words and create semantics, right? Lawyers do this to get people off crimes, right? They can rationalize things. And that is a very different kind of intelligence because you can use it for amazing good or you can use it for evil. Right now it's being used for evil. The third type of intelligence that they do not know how to deal with is intuitive intelligence. It is what a chess master learns. He does enough moves. He doesn't even have to, he looks at the table and he knows exactly what to do. You know, if you've hired people enough, the guy walks through the door, he says a few sentences and you know, it's what an athlete knows exactly how to shoot the ball, right? That type of intuitive intelligence, they can't model. It's not modelable, okay? Um, If you look at history, courage, you can't model courage. Um, There's a very famous book I have on my, uh, bookshelf. I don't have it here. It's a story of Robert Clive. I don't know if you guys know who he was. He was a bookkeeper in the East India Company. lowly bookkeeper. He ends up becoming the Emperor of India. How does that happen? And if you read the book, it is event after event after event where this guy just does these very interesting moments of sheer courage, sheer courage, right? He's in sitting in india the 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 British, Army has lost to the French. They come running in and they go, we need people to fight. He goes, okay, I'll fight. He goes, fights and wins something. He gets promoted to like colonel or something. Then he's fighting the French. And you know, In those days, they'd have 5,000 British fighting, 5,000 French. 90% of the people on both sides were Indians, called sepoys. But battle after battle after battle, Clive would do this crazy shit, right? After sheer courage. That cannot be modeled. It is unmodelable. Peter Thiel can use all the fucking shit he wants at Palantir. He will not be able to model that. They cannot model what I just showed you, a woman who's crazily against me and she's fed up and now is with our movement. You can't model that, you see? And that is what I call the intuitive. So the 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 technocrats want to create a world where they can control people and keep people at the insti- instinctive level of intelligence, manipulating them into left or right, but when you raise people's consciousness, and you don't even need a lot of people, it's a hundred monkeys thing, right? One monkey learns how to crack the coconut on the island and, and the other monkey learns. And this is what comes out of chemical clocks that came out of Pagroni's work. We don't know how this phenomenon takes place, but one, you know, Peter raising his consciousness, you're actually affecting 50,000 people. The wave of consciousness moves. And that is a very different concept. So my running for President George and Peter is raising that consciousness to where it should be, where they have dumbed it down purposefully to make the American people into these left and right camps wwe wrestling and and we're disrupting that, and they're not going to be able to model that they're fucked
1: yeah I, well I think that you're I, I think that you're putting your your finger on the reason that George and I do this show um, oh. is be, is because you know our our thought is that we need to get other people to look at metadata. We need to get other people to raise their consciousness. Uh, uh, it's not about, uh, you know, we, we have people who send us leads on things all the time. And it's, you know, a lot of times I look at the stuff and it's, and my question back to them is like, well, do you want me to go research this? Or why don't you go research this and let me know what you find? Because because
2: uh, that would be a lot more helpful. Yeah, you know, uh, so, so that's George. I just want to make one observation, which is, I think this is an incredibly powerful model that you presented here, which is a systems approach to how we should live our lives. I think that's fantastic. I think the reducing the oxidative stress, you say, yes, I want to do that. How do I do that? And then you talk about policies. I think that's very good. Um, And now you're going to give this and people, what I'm guessing is you have this downloadable collateral. I can then volunteer to print it out at my house. I can invite my friends over or just have these in my car. Black
0: black and white, Charles. I mean, sorry, George, black and white. Go to your freaking library, steal their printer. Use it. You pay tax dollars. Print it out, you know?
2: (laughs) And then then you just have this discussion, which is, hey, forget about the individual personalities. This person is trying to say that it's longer life for you. Reduce inflammation, reduce oxidative stress, reduce the autophagy, all this sort of thing this is how your immune system's going over the cliff, right? I mean, is that kind of the talking point? Yeah, the talking point
0: is fucking Booby Kennedy promoted lockdowns. He fucked up your health. He killed millions of people. Very simple. And I I can show that materially what he did, right? Vivek the snake was promoting mask mandates. How many kids' mouth microbiome did that affect? He screwed up your kids' oral health. So this is very simple. So when people make this so you know people come to our healthcare we do a healthcare town hall once every 6 weeks what do we teach there george i literally teach people the immune system and we teach people what are the things that positively affect your immune system and what are the things that screw it up so whether i become president or not we've trained millions of people and we saved millions of people's lives in 2020 so we win anyway every every time we get one person understanding our stuff we're affecting them 50,000 fold So they're screwed.
2: Would you be willing to uh, debate a proxy of, let's say Bobby Kennedy wouldn't debate you uh, Malone working for Bobby or some surrogate working for Bobby? Would you?
0: Yeah. Let's take them all on. Have them all come. Okay. (laughs) That was my question. uh, Are are, are
2: you going to be the proxy George? Well, I I would love to moderate Peter. I think that
1: would be great. moderate,
2: Moderate. We need, we need the talent George. Well, I yeah, want yeah. Dr. Sheba to to go through oh. and and have this battle of ideas rather than than I
0: re- George, George played. Yeah.
2: Okay. He's being shadow He's being shadowbent.
0: Yeah, but
1: yeah,
2: but, I, but but
1: do you think that any of them would show up? Well, it, I mean, at some point,
0: but but George, you know, but but Peter, if you and George put this out there and hammer it. And then yeah. we did this with Fauci in May of 2020. We ran the Fire Fauci campaign and in in the middle of Kendall Square, which is right in the heart of MIT Cambridge, we literally outside set up our cameras, Fauci didn't show up and we had someone else show up. He had all of Fauci's sentences that he would say. So the debate, so we could do that. George, you know how Malone would talk. We, we put it out there, let freaking Malone come. By the way, Malone has literally stolen my stuff and puts it on his page.
2: There, There is a lot of, uh kleptocracy going totally, on there with because, Malone. Is, well,
0: I, yeah, do, do, but do you think
1: Malone even manages this page? I mean, I look at Malone and I I see a program. I don't see a person,
0: yeah. Like you know. But I, but I'm saying, look, the way I look at it, Peter and George, we're at a very important inflection point. There's, because of the work we did in 2020, the guys, you know, George, stuff you did, right? We've awakened people to break from them. So they are desperate right now. You know, uh, Reince Priebus, this guy who was
1: RNC RNC, RNC
0: was Trump's chief of staff. So a friend of mine has him on his board on some company. And he said, Hey, Dr. Shiva's running for president. He goes, Oh, that's a fucking disruption because they know we got all this brand equity out there in 2020. So they're
1: because they need to keep the Hegel thing going.
0: Exactly. But what yeah. I'm saying is it's a huge opportunity with what we've built now to educate people. They don't want this education. Mark my words, booby fucking Kennedy's watching this. And they're saying, "Booby, run independent with Tulsi Gabbard to suck this people away who will want to go independent. So he's think about what he's all about, how insidious he is. He's saying, I want safe vaccines. Do you understand how fucked up this is? He is still the underlying theme is government still has a right into your bodies. He doesn't want to remove the 1962 Kennedy Vaccination Act.
1: Right. 19- me- yeah. And no- you got to look at the metadata, as George Webb would say. You got to look at the meta.
0: But none of them, the assumption is, oh, Bobby wants safe vaccines. Here's his video. He's saying, I want to vaccinate everyone. I want full vaccination of all Americans, quote unquote. And I vaccinated all my kids with all 69 vaccines, quote unquote. But I want safe vaccines. I know all these people are corrupt. How is he going to get safe vaccines? He's going to create more government agencies, right? His uncle, Ted Kennedy, created the National Vaccine Injury Program, which created a vaccine court. His other uncle, JFK, is the one who started all this. The entire Kennedy family has been the agent of Big Pharma. And none of these, and when Aaron Seary, his attorney, when I ran the first immune health conference here, a thousand people showed up, George, in 2019. Aaron Seary comes up, he goes, pulls me aside, ooh, you have cytosol. Why don't we work together to make safe vaccines? I go, what did you just say? (laughs) (laughs) That's what he said. Okay, these people are scumbags. But the fundamental issue people need to get is they're still under the meta theme. Government has a right into your physical body, which goes to the night. So as president, I will repeal the 1962 Vaccination Act and replace it with the Dr. Shiva, you know, 2024. Natural Immunity Act, what are the things government can do to foster resilience of the immune system this is a very radically different approach but it's all
1: health as opposed to
0: insurance but but something very specific peter resilience right the body it's this is something we need to educate people on health is a direct function of resilience it's not making you all pure and keeping people no your body should be able to take a hit and come back you go to the weight room you lift you know 225 pounds one day because you went heavy and your body's aching well you got to go back because if you don't do that you're not going to get strong it's called stress inoculation and we need to peep and that's what we teach people at our health at our we teach people the concept of resilience
1: well i'm a i'm a true believer i uh i've i've lost 50 pounds since the since the lockdowns happened Uh because because i I thought if i don't take personal responsibility for this they're going
0: to kill me that's great man congratulations That's phenomenal. I just
2: want to make sure that you're on the ballots. So what do people need to do to make sure you're on the ballot in the 50 states?
0: Yeah. So, uh, so George, you're asking an important question in the United States, because we live in this thing called a Republic. Every state has different rules for a presidential candidate to get on the ballot. Um, so in Ohio, you have to get 5,000 signatures on something called nomination papers by citizens who live in that state who say, yes, I want Dr. Shiva to be on the ballot. And those 5,000 signatures that need to get given to the secretary of state who will say, okay, we're gonna put him on the ballot. Every state is different. In Florida, we have to do two levels of paperwork. First, we have to announce I'm running and we have to get 133,000 signatures, okay? In Washington, we have to have what's called a convention, right, so every state is a little bit different. So number one thing that people can do is, first of all, go to shiva4president.com. That's the website. And first thing I want to, this is a little important thing, is I want people to get one of these bumper stickers. Now, why do I say that, George? Because your car is your car. And you put one of these bumper stickers on the back window, on the back left corner, 100,000 people will see it per day. The second thing people can do is go to the Shiva for President website, and you can download one of these flyers, Okay. And these flyers are really cool because um, uh, it's right on the website. I'll share it with you. You can go to – we, like you said, George, we've open-sourced it, so people don't need to um, – yeah, right here. I just brought it up, okay? Can you see it? So people go to the website. You go to the – oh, you can. Okay, so you're going to share? Yeah. So if people go to the – Yeah. So people go, if you click on the free download section there. Okay. It's under more. Yep. And if people go to the free download section, they get access. We want people to download this flyer, print it out, keep it in your glove compartment and hand it out to as many people as you want. Okay. So those are the two important things. And then on the volunteer, we want people to volunteer. If you notice in throughout this conversation, I've not begged for money once. These guys are out there begging. No one should give money to any of these guys. One guy's a golden-plated toilet seat. Kennedy is a freaking trust fund. And all they do with your money is they take it and give it to their consultants and their friends. What we're telling people to do, George, this campaign is about you. And that's the opportunity we're giving every person to make it about themselves and get off their butt and volunteer, put a bumper for those people where, you know, it's hard for them. To you know, uh, do signatures. Go get the go get the lawn signed. Right, uh, hand out a bumper sticker. And every Saturdays we hold our events. I run all of our campaigns. All right, people are like, oh my god, Dr. Shiva, you're running this. People get to directly interact with us, George. There's not any middlemen, so it's direct to the people directly. Okay, so that's what we're doing, George. It's a direct model. There's no intermediaries. Uh, You know, we're not hiring Dennis Kucinich, who's a Zionist, to run our campaign, right? Who's a freaking, you know, he's a Bernie Sanders on steroids who's never been able to hold a job. Uh, Booby Kennedy is another freaking Zionist, uh, you know, banged 28 women and then told his wife, frankly, it was okay to hang yourself. And after she dies, Maureen Callahan bought it out. He's praying over her coffin, has all the PR and then exhumes her body and buries it in a unmarked grave. These people are all filthy people. And so people really have to make their decision about their own values because your leaders reflect your consciousness. So if you want leaders whose personal integrity doesn't match their public integrity, you're gonna get scumbags. But if you, and, and people should go look at these people's entire lives, George. What were they doing when they were a kid? What kind of family did they come from? Who are they? What did they do in March of 2020? And don't give them, Alex Jones, as I just said, you know, just did this bullshit. We have to vote for Trump. And and if you talk to David Knight, I had David Knight and I did a thing together. David Knight clearly said the reason he left Alex Jones was Alex said behind closed doors he hated Trump. He despised him. But Trump makes him money because all the MAGA cult fucking people buy all of his shit. So Alex Jones is a is another scumbag. He's an entertainer. He knows Trump is full of shit but he promotes him because he needs to make his money. So that tells you who these people are. They're entertainers. They are not telling the truth that needs to be done. And Alex knows about me, right? So he has made a decision that his money matters more than the lesser of two people. He's promoting lesser of two people and look what's going on in this country. So,
2: well, well, I'm I'm very honored uh, to finally, I mean, I, interviewed you once before. We've talked back and forth, but you really uh, laid it out in, in a very impressive way today. And I think the systems approach where we start with the end in mind is fantastic. And I think the, the tools that you have put out there for the direct marketing are great. Um, and I'm uh, this really swung me. I think I'm having the same cosmic dissonance that tomato lady had what does cognitive dissonance look like? Do you slumber for a while? Anyway, I think you're gonna have a lot we've of- people you've
0: seen, it's a 48 hour. And what's cool is George, the people that we're getting. So, you know, I'm merely a catalyst. So what we're doing is we have about a half a million people globally now. And we never imposed a structure. By the way, people should go to truthfreedomhealth.com. Very important, George. You guys should come to our open house. I've taken the course, the systems course I used to teach at MIT where people paid a shitload of money. We've made that accessible to everyone for pennies. But what we've done is if you're an adult and you go through the course, you can gift it to as many children as you want. And that was really Jay Forrester's goal. Jay wanted to make sure at the kindergarten level, they taught system science. MIT didn't even support him on that. So I wanna sort of support his legacy in that. So everyone goes through our, if they go to truthfreedomhealth.com. By the way, people donate to our our campaign. We give them books, we give them gifts. So our campaign is very different. We're not saying give me money. Our campaign is everyone who understands systems principles. We feel we've cut the opposition with one, you know, razor blade on them. So that's what this is about, George. It's a very, very clear, tight program. Um, I mean, I, when you guys get off, uh, I'll play a video normally I do on Truth Freedom Health, but Truth Freedom Health is really the knowledge. It's a university. We have a community we've built globally, and now we have amazing leaders coming up, Peter and George. We have. And by the way, it's a learn, teach, and serve model. You learn the program, you have to teach it. So we have a woman who may be a high school teacher. She's teaching it to an MD, okay? So Mondays, every Monday, the course happens. I don't have to teach it anymore, George. We have TAs. We have other people who teach it now to others. Otherwise, if it was just relying on me, you can't scale this.
1: Well, that's that's terrific. I could probably play that video as an outro. Let me. What let me? Is is it on the website? Is it on the?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, you won't. Actually, John, is it? Yeah. Let me see where you are. Yeah. No. Actually, go to the. Go to truthfreedomhealth.com. So if you go to, that'd be great. You can play it as a outro, and I'll share your screen. Hey, John, I should be able to hear the sound, right, from them. Yeah. Let me share your screen. So everyone before. So let me uh, share your guy's screen. So my people can hear. Yes. If you go to, there's two really cool videos. The one on the left, don't play. That's a swarm video. If you have, I, 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 I I think that I showed it to
1: you. Yeah. Yeah, I showed it to you earlier. I took it. If you want it, I'm happy to give it to you, but I took your swarm document and I put it into a file. I, I, I I I got it. it I got
0: it. it. So we're, we're doing a cool poster, but the video on the right, Yeah. By the way, go to the top of the screen here. I just want to share people. This is so, you know, our slogan is get educated or be enslaved. So truth, freedom in itself, George and Peter is a system. It involves the course foundations of systems involves books. It involves events we do. It involves one-on-ones. I do, it involves a community and everything we do, George is done within our own infrastructure. I built, you know, a level three data center. So we're not reliant on any of the communications. And if you scroll down it's got, we'll come back to this video, but but if you scroll through the site, people have wanted gear, right? For And then we have about 500,000 people in 120 countries. We have someone from Antarctica who took the course, okay? We've been from Samoa, uh, Africa. And then if you look here, our stories are people of everyday people. So we make heroes, people who went through the course and they talk about the journey they went through. You know, they voted for Bernie, they voted for Trump, then they voted here and what happened in their lives. And as you scroll scroll down, We have the listing of our victory. Look, we win. We use the systems approach on why we won that federal injunction, right? Against Twitter, go down. And then we identify what the real problem is. Information, as you know, George and Peter, from a systems perspective, doesn't make you smarter. Because look at all that information. If you look on that top part, more information has not delivered us more truth, more freedom, more health, more obesity, more people depressed. And the reason we point out is the systems of power, profit, and control, you can zoom in a little bit, take information, and they do reductionism, right? They take people through ignorance. So CNN presents one view, right? Fox gives another view. That leads people to illusion and confusion. Eventually, they get into these three and a half buckets. Either they say, screw it, I'm just going to move to an ashram and just meditate, become complacent, or they take a gun and want to shoot people, terrorism, or they go into the left and right. And what we're saying is go down, if you scroll down, we repeat that concept again. Um, Ignorance really drives confusion. And then the next thing is we want to point out to people, scroll down, that it is these people who are truly the machinery of ignorance, right? On the left and the right, they got the Trump, they got the stupid gurus, like Saad Guru, complete bullshitter, right? The Joe Rogans and the... uh, These are the people that we hit, George Peter, because once people overcome this, they're almost into... Freedom, but many people are initially stuck on one of these people, right? Oh, Sog- this is, this
1: is the way that Georgia. This is the way that George and I tell people about it. Good.
2: <laughs> Good. Good. Hegel never knew he'd be famous, right?
0: He, <laughs> and, and then, I mean, I, I'll, I'll go here, go down, um, scroll down, and then we have the actual solution, which is, again, we want to teach people why, Where is that, if you sc- zoom in again, knowledge is very different than wisdom or information. It is a thing that allows you to connect pieces of information. And in order to do that, you do need a scientific systems approach. And that is why the science of systems exists. That leads you to wisdom and clarity go down. And why is wisdom and clarity important? Is because this now lets someone in their own local neighborhood become their own guru, their own teacher. They get innovative, they get organized, go down. Um, And we did this almost like a PowerPoint presentation so people could share it, but this requires people ready. This is where the leap of faith takes place or the courage is people say, okay, I'm gonna have to do something and scroll a couple of slides down and you'll see what we've done very quickly. So at that point, we've created that infrastructure. And as people go through this, we have the course, the knowledge, everything put together four people. Okay. So let's go. You can play the video on top. All right. Here we Back go. Up. Yeah. Uh, the one on the right,
1: the one correct. on the right. Yep. And you yep. can
0: make it bigger once you play it. It, it. Yeah. You may want to make it bigger. You may have to do it. Yep.
1: Wait, hang on. Sorry. I think I've <clears throat> well, got this is a lot
2: of work and it's very well done. So I just want to compliment your team. Yeah. And you.
1: Yeah. And, 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 uh, and thank you for, for joining us here today, Dr. Shiva. It was it, it was great. And uh and yeah, I will I'll come to
0: one of those. Come come other, to one of those, meetings. Meetings. yeah, because people should hear about what you guys are doing. But thanks for your guys' insights. Um, but yeah. it's time that I mean just think about we've created the mothership of knowledge, it's been 50 years of work, frankly, Peter, but it's there and it's people can leverage it and they and we're creating leaders now. That's really the goal. Yeah, so they come bottoms up. And we literally have exams and courses. Our leadership training is a very grueling training that we do on Saturdays. People have to go through all these hoops and they really have to understand why these people are scumbags and be able to articulate it.
1: Oh, well, well, with that, um, I will uh, I will uh, uh, roll your video and say thanks for joining us today, Dr. Shiva. Thank you, guys. It's been great. Uh, Thanks. Thanks, George. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to take us out and then I'm going to play the video.
0: Here we go. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within and the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation, it's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change, bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to V.A. Shiva, Victory America Shiva, V.A. Shiva dot com. And we're out. All right, guys, be well. Wait. All right. Rick Rubin. All right, guys, so I hope that was helpful. That was uh, my interaction with George Webb and Peter over at the Duke Report. So, again, as we said, the three things, three or four things we want people to do is, number one, go get, go to shivaforpresident.com. Become a volunteer. We need to get on the ballot in every state. But right away, get one of these bumper stickers. It's really about five bucks and put it on the back of your car, okay? And send me a picture of it when you do that. Um, The other thing is go to shivaforpresident.com. get one of these flyers, print it out, hand them out to your friends, become an educator. It's something everyone can do. You become the agent of change. I'm just providing you the tools to do that. Um, But go to truthfornhealth.com, become a warrior scholar. When you donate to our campaign, we give you access to all the content, the knowledge, because this is not about me just using the campaign, which is what all these guys are doing to make millions and millions of dollars for themselves and their consultants. So they're all scumbags. So recognize that this is about you, but get involved. It's great to hear the wonderful comments here, but I wanted to create an environment, an ecosystem, so all of you guys could connect and take simple actions. But this flyer is very powerful because it really says on this side, what they've done to us, they're destroying your children, and then what the solution is. And every Thursdays, we do these open houses. And you're all, by the way, it should be truthfreedomhealth.com. There's an error in that video. Um, Hey, John, we should make sure you have the right video up, okay? Um, And come to our open house, 11 a.m. or 8 p.m. every Thursday. Go sign up and join us because we are here to build a movement. We're not here to just complain and whine and it's happening. So be a part of the change. And thank you very much, everyone. Um, I'll close with playing our video of our uh, campaign. Get involved, get involved, get involved. You have uh, nothing to lose but your change, as someone said. Who would have ever thought I'd be running for president of the United States of America? I was born a low caste, untouchable in India's caste system, a system of aristocracy, oppression and racism. My name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I'm an MIT PhD, a Fulbright scholar, a scientist, engineer, entrepreneur and inventor. My family and I left India to come to America on my seventh birthday. I grew up in the working class neighborhoods of New Jersey, playing baseball, mowing lawns, painting houses and coding software. My friends and neighbors are Blacks, Italians, Irish, people of all races. As a 14-year-old I wrote 50,000 lines of software code to create the world's first email system and was awarded the first U.S. copyright for email, recognizing me as its official inventor at a time when copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I did that long before I ever came to MIT, revealing that big innovations can occur anytime, place, by anybody. Growing up I saw politicians dividing us by race and religion in both America and India to have us fighting each other while they remained safe in their gated communities and in their playgrounds of Hollywood, Martha's Vineyard and Silicon Valley. I'm a fighter, I fought racism and exposed their imperialist wars, fought for workers and put my life on the line against global corruption. I never wanted to run for political office. All that changed when I saw working Americans as never before being duped by the establishment and the not-so-obvious establishment. Across left and right, we were being sold out and made to forget why we came to America and why America existed lawyers, academics, billionaires, celebrities, and politicians. Elites, Clintons, Kennedys, Bidens, Obamas, Bushes, black and white have hijacked America. They've printed trillions for their friends. They've delivered crumbling infrastructure, corruption, and racism. They've transferred trillions to themselves, dividing black and white, fear-mongering, and fake science. Lockdowns and censorship, dirty air, food, and water, pushing drugs upon us, making us sicker, we've been sold out, one set of rules for them and another for us. We deserve a warrior with a history of courage in putting everything on the line for you, who believes in you, not them, who has created a movement bottoms up for truth, freedom, health. I've exposed their lies at the right time never waiting until it was popular i've exposed our false gods who exist to lead you back to them i've exposed their fake science of lockdowns and masking and provided you solutions to fight them and win and protect your immune system saving millions i expose fauci galvanized the fire fauci campaign when others remain silent when they stole our election we sued the government and twitter in our historic 2020 federal lawsuit independent of the establishment of left and right and their fake heroes. Now it's time for you to join the movement to win back America, to win back truth, win back freedom, win back your health. That's why I'm running for President of the United States. This race is about you. This race is about truth, freedom, health versus power, profit, control. We've had enough they think we'll fall in line and vote again for their lawyers, celebrities, billionaires and chosen ones from above. We choose our heroes from below, from the rank and file, who do what is right at the right time, not when it's convenient and popular. They can never represent us. What America needs is a movement by the working people, for the working people, who are educated, organized, decentralized and fight for independence from their systems of control. And that movement exists. It's ready for you. We don't need them. We need us to go bottoms up, neighbor to neighbor. My journey, your journey are all the same. It's our time. It's time we had one of us. It's time to win back truth, freedom, health, to win back America. Be part of this historic movement, all the way to our victory on November 5th, 2024. If you're an American citizen, pledge your vote now for Dr. Shivaya Duray, the independent candidate for US president. No matter where you live, you can be a part of this. Volunteer as little as 20 minutes a day. Don't delay. This is Dr. Shiva Ayyadurai and I approve this message. Paid for by Dr. Shiva for President. Again, everyone, come to the open house. We'll have direct one-on-one conversation 11 a.m. or 8 p.m. Go to vashiva.com slash orientation. Get your bumper sticker, Shiva, numeral4president.com download a flyer, get activated, get on the ground, and you can change your uh, uh, life by supporting all your neighbors, by educating them. This is an educational movement, and it's about you getting active, and uh, it's about us. It's not about them, uh, and it's time for one of us. Thank you, everyone. Be well, be the light. Best to you and your families.